throne. Without these things, I am nothing. So now, I must shed innocent blood. Dr. Sharon Dukes. And I'm Melvin Dukes. We're HBC graduates, proud educators, and most importantly, husband, husband and wife. wife. And you're listening to After School, School Talk, Talk Podcast. Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of After School Talk, where I'm your co-host, Mr. Dukes, and I'm your other co-host, Dr. Dukes. This is Dr. Dukes' favorite time of the year. <sighs> Halloween season, yes. the month of October, yes. fall time, All this scary movies. Like, this is her time to shine, really and truly. Shine. This is her time I'm, to shine. I have a stylist so hard right now. <laughs> I have to remind myself to tell the people what we're doing. Eventually, we'll get into the video part of things where you guys can see us, but for right now, you can't. You can't. So, just know that I'm super excited to... Um, like for okay i think this is what it is about halloween the the vibe for the whole season is horror movies so i know any channel i turn to i can find a good movie to watch i know yeah, I'm leaving on. yes which we'll get into in a minute but um it's just that's what i like but before we go into all of that um uh, last week's episode shout out to dominique lester shout out to the bro dominique if you did not get to listen to um trap curriculum that's what we had from last week we dominique just like bust the door down as far as the dynamics of trap music the implications of it in the school system um even what we could be doing as educators to uh really just create more uh what's like he said afrocentric innovative um a relevant curriculum and schools for our students so check it out that absolutely check all that out um but before we get too deep uh want to shout out um who is our supporters go ahead oh i'm shouting out the supporters go ahead we want to give a shout out to it. our podcast supporters bowtie planners the cam k way the skin society marietta smile gallery with dr michael thomas taste buds nostalgia clothing real fit and distinctive creations visit our web page at www.therighteffect.com and click on podcast to visit our supporters section make sure you click on each supporters logo and tell them we sent you excellent 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 so what we got coming up today um okay so if y'all don't mind because we family i gotta get a bottle of water but it's all on wait wow so we're waiting on Dr. Deuce to grab a bottle of water so she can come back and tell us the lineup for the day. First thing, the right moment. Hit him with it. I got it. Oh, you actually got to drink the water. Yeah. I thought you were just grabbing a bottle of water. <laughs> um, so, yeah, the the right moment uh, for the day is just, Mm-mm. oh. We got to explain what the right moment oh, is. Yeah, we haven't right done moment. this That's before. right. We haven't done it like this before. Yeah. We've been brainstorming and coming up with some new ideas for the podcast. So, here we go. Okay, so the right moment is R I T E, 
Um, and we are going to just take a moment to show how the uh, content we're going to talk about today ties into the education system or ties into teachers, educators, ideas, and those kind of things. So for today, we are covering black horror films. And uh, one thing is uh, I, I heard on the two dope, two dope teachers podcast, two as in T-O-O, um, about sometimes in their classrooms, they just have certain days or certain times in the class period to do things that are not necessarily um, on the curriculum map or on the standard for what we're talking about. But we're going to cover it to bring some interesting topics into the classroom, build relationships, um, keep students interested and engaged, those kind of things. So even one of the teachers was saying he does on Mondays, Black Lives Matter Mondays. Mm-hmm. and just cover some type of topic about Black Lives Matter. And he's a math teacher. He's like, yeah, and maybe one day there may be a parent that comes in here and challenges that. Right now, he doesn't have one that does that, thank God. But, you know, let's let's cross the gamut of, of um, subject areas and discuss different things. Mm-hmm. It does not have to always be numbers. It does not have to always be history. Sometimes we can talk about some other stuff. And we know that uh, with the history and um, language arts, subject areas it's it's a little easier yeah. to throw in current events or yeah or or um interesting how, just, yeah, just how it relates, yeah yeah, yeah you can you can kind of make it relate so for those it'll probably be easier for other teachers it may not maybe you throw it into the extracurricular activities that you're involved in or you be that bold teacher and just say hey i'm gonna put it in my math lesson it is what it, it is period hey you did that one year with the zombies oh absolutely Right, so if we're in the, we already are in the uh, Halloween season, those kind of things. But there are a lot of uh, important moments in Black film, and especially with Black film with horror, that I believe students may not get an opportunity to truly discuss and learn about. So you can take that moment to to teach lessons using Black horror films. Right. It's not just about gore and guts. And we're seeing that happen really heavy with the new TV series, Lovecraft Country. Mm. So that's why I was like, this whole Lovecraft Country could literally be a history lesson for a teacher. Or it could turn into a literature assignment. Or for math, we can take it and turn it into a math assignment. Or, you know, just give some context about the show and then pull it into some word problems. Science, absolutely, it can be science because it's heavy in sci-fi. So you can take these kind of things and put them into your lessons and make them relevant. Mm. And for those who got a hater, uh as in an administrator or a parent or another, or even sometimes the people on your team, well, no, we're kind of doing such and such. Let them be a hater. You still do what you need to do in your class to keep your class lit. Turn up. Turn up, man. <laughs> I like that. Okay, so let's get into it. We are going to talk about black horror. And shout out to Brian. Brian so let me tell you, Brian said he wants to talk about, um, well, he asked, are we going to talk about Lovecraft Country? And I told him, I said, well, we got to get Melvin to watch it first. So before we even get into the um, historical context of black horror, let's get into the fact that, Melvin, you have a different... Um, Outlook, perception. Yeah. Uh, I have a dislike for horror movies and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah. I don't watch horror movies because... I'm a happy, fun-loving, family-oriented people person kind of guy. <laughs> like I'm, I only deal with the happy stuff. Mm-hmm. Scare movies, horror movies, the 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 uh, blood and gore and all that kind of stuff. I don't deal with. I don't like and all that kind of. Stuff. I I don't deal. I don't like it. Period. I never have, never will. That ain't my thing. I like to keep things. 
fun, interesting, and exciting. You're trying to in smile fun, through this. A, That's in, how serious you are. Like, yes. <laughs> keep it heavy. Yeah. Keep it yeah. heavy. Like, I, I remember growing up and seeing just a scary movie uh, trailer come on TV, and I either turn the channel or I turn my head or I start talking about something else. I remember even with this uh, Lovecraft Country, I remember when when seeing the uh, advertisements for it, uh, uh, you know, for it. And I was mm-hmm. like, nope. I saw the scary lady face and I said, nope, this ain't a show for me. I'm not going to watch it at all. Oh. At all. And I, and that's just how I've, I've always been. Like, Has I something happened to make you like that? Because your mom is like that. Something come on, she's like, oh. And I'm I'm so into horror. I'm like, what are y'all? What? <laughs> I just prefer not to see it. I don't, I don't want to. Maybe I had a bad dream about That's it. That's what I'm thinking. I like something in your childhood happened that made you go new. Or I, I'm gonna say this too. I think especially for blacks, we are not a culture of people that really watch horror films, and I think that it's contributed to uh, religion. Cause we don't do you know, no Halloween. Mm. It's it's trunk or tree. Yeah. It's hallelujah, hallelujah night. Mm-hmm. No no devil meant. We don't no voodoo. It's like that kind of thing. And I think that it, it all of a sudden becomes this uh belief, un, uh, uh, unsaid belief. Like we don't do horror movies. It may have started like that, but I I generally don't like scary movies. Like I don't I don't like thinking about it later on, or I'm walking into a dark room and <laughs> I feel like something behind me. That ain't, uh-uh. I ain't, I'm, mm-mm. I don't want none of that. I don't like going to haunted houses. The only thing, the only thing that I like during the month of October is doing something like Six Flags or Carowinds, some kind of theme park. Fright night. Yeah, Fright night. I, I, I don't mind that for some reason. So you, you would literally like to put yourself in a physically dangerous situation by going on oh, don't stop me by going on a roller coaster and inciting pure adrenaline in your body versus a tv screen yes because <laughs> that's exciting like it's nothing it's, it's nothing it's not exciting I'm, it's scary I'm, I'm not even talking about that i'm talking about like just going during the month of october where it's the halloween feel and vibe like i don't mind that but actually going to a haunted house no i don't care to do that Watching scary movies? No, I don't care to do that. Like I, I don't like. <laughs> so tell the people no, how no. you you manipulated I'm a big me. Cat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, go ahead. That ain't what you about to say. <laughs> My bad. I was just playing. I was just playing. I ain't no scary cat. I learned. <laughs> you manipulated me when we were dating into thinking like you were going to be my companion in my love for horror. No, I didn't. Yes, you did. I, what was our very first date? I don't know. Okay, second date. Technically, second date. Something about some mountain people and scares. Our people. second date was Jeepers Creepers. Jeepers Creepers. That's it. And he sat through that movie like like a G. Had his arm around me and just. I wasn't because I wasn't really watching the movie. Okay, but you. Okay, so I was there, but I wasn't watching the movie. So what you watch? The the walls, the lights, <laughs> the, all kind of stuff. The inside of my eyelids, oh, everything. Oh, I ain't watched that movie. Well, yeah, I thought you was. And we used to go to to the um, haunted houses together. Mm-hmm. Um, Netherworld. We went there in Atlanta, yeah. and that's the size of a supercenter Walmart. Yeah. Oh, but now, now I will. I will do a haunted house now just because of the the comedic part of it. Yes, like, it's I'm funny. A, yeah, I gotta make it funny. I got uh, to because I ain't finna be in there creeped out and scared. Scared, so I got to make that it. That time you thought I was behind you in the haunted house and the character had switched places with me. Yes. <laughs> Freak me out. <laughs> you turned around and realized it wasn't me, Jesus. Yeah, and see, yeah, that's the stuff I don't like. Like, I don't, I don't like stuff like that. Oh, well, like okay, so we got two different perceptions of horror films, but I think the beauty of us talking about this together is that I believe you will be able to draw more questions out of the things that 
we are going to discuss and it makes for a good discussion and you'll be able to either, you know, look into using these things in your classroom, look at them to using them for um, extracurricular activities with students, which we're going to get into on the next episode is how to actually apply these things to an extracurricular activity, but also with your friends, like during watch parties, having discussions, um, like catching up on different things in black film and black culture that you'll be able to do. We shall cool. see. Let's go. Okay. So I put it out there. Um, <clears throat> Okay, so there is a professor at UCLA. Um, I don't want to say her name wrong. Oh, let me look at look at it on my note again. I think it's mm. just spell it. <laughs> it is. I gotta find it. T A N A N A R I V E Tana I think it's Tana Ravine. Her last name is Dude. D U E. I'm I'm going to assume she's doctor, so I'm gonna say Doctor Dude. So let's say, um, but she always normally goes by Tana Tana Ravine. Um, so um, Doctor Dude is the um. It appears like she's the go-to person for black horror films as far as giving you more historical context behind them, giving you more um, ideologies of, of how we got to this point of like Jordan Peele and Lovecraft Country, right? Mm-hmm. So she did a whole, she has a documentary on Shudder that I really want to eventually get, but I don't feel like having a whole subscription. Ain't nobody feeling like having, ain't nobody got no money that keep getting subscriptions to these different streaming platforms. That's really what that's about. Mm-hmm. That's this money. But um, in the in her documentary, she goes through all of these things about black horror. Mm-hmm. Now, if you want to see a quick version of that, if she has, uh, just type in black horror documentaries, and it's, you'll see what BuzzFeed features her on a quick uh, synopsis of it. She teaches a class at UCLA called Racism, Survival, and Black Horror Films. Um, and it's called The Sunken Place is the name of the, sh- of the class. She's actually had Jordan Peele come to the class twice. Very nice. I know, right? She makes, you, makes you want to change your career path. Be like, mm, let me go on, on this direction so we can get some celebrities in to come to my classroom. But um, so she does that. But what she does before we get into like top horror films and all those kind of things, she kind of gives you the background of looking at horror films in two ways. Either you have black horror, which means it's created by a black person, or you have blacks in horror, which means it was not created by a black person. And she starts off with um, the film Birth of a Nation that was made in 1915 that was the kickoff to like blockbuster movies in America and how it was what we would consider like number one for months. It's been on the charts, like everybody's watching it, but it's actually um, very scary. If you are black, this this would be a black horror movie. Right. And it is a film <laughs> where the Confederate um, is really looked at as the... Hero. Uh, the hero, yeah. The the KKK is out and they come and capture black people mm-hmm. and they kill us. And uh depending on who you were sitting in the theater watching that, that could be a good or bad thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so she takes you through this journey of how like that has also been perpetuated through horror film down the line. 
So you get to um, where we all know it. We've said it a zillion times. If we watch a horror film and we see a black character, we'd be like, oh. They're going to die first. Well, oh, gonna one, one, of the, one of the ones to die first. One of the ones to die. Like, we Either got to. way, they ain't making it to the end. Yes. And so she gives you this 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 thing of, yes, that is accurate. It has, if you go through film, we can, as far as research, so show where there were uh, the, what does she call it? Like the sacrificial character. Mm-hmm. That's black character. Like, oh, you got to die. And then the, uh, guidance like it's always like this spiritual character that comes in and kind of helps the group figure out stuff and she pointed out that, that happens in jeepers happened in jeepers creepers too where there's mm-hmm. a black character that pops up at the end that kind of tells you the origin of why this is happening that it's almost like we these voodoo mythical people pe- uh, mythical yeah she calls it the, like yeah she calls it a, the magical black person like mm-hmm. oh here i come to tell you this and so Somebody asked her, and I was like, "Great, I'm so glad she they asked this question." Do you think that Hollywood was was literally sitting there going, "Hmm, how can we kill black people in horror movies?" Hmm. And she said, "I don't think it's too as much as that as where our characters." I'm sorry, my name just started playing. <laughs> just, just what you, what you got a ghost on your phone? Yeah, I, I don't know. Oh lord! But um, she was saying not as much as they're trying to kill off these characters, as much as black characters were not beefed up enough to have an importance in the film. So when my character is like, it's expendable. Mm-hmm. Ooh, okay, the little black boy, the little goofy black boy, come in. He friends with these guys, and da da da. If he died, it doesn't affect the movie. So I can we can go ahead and put him down as somebody who can get killed. Right. That's that's literally how it goes. So we weren't as important, and that you see that when it is black horror not created by a black person. Right. So once we get to the black exploitation era and we got Blackula and Pam Greer in the movies and all that kind of stuff, yeah, we living, we're surviving, we're all the characters. Mm-hmm. But it, uh, the only thing about that was like, okay, y'all going over the top on how we talk as black. We don't talk like that. Yeah. Come yeah. On um, being over the top with, with how we talk, dress, act, and all this kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, but then, even, even then, almost turned us into, I ain't gonna say a villain, but <laughs> just being over the top with Making us the I get what's the word antagonist protagonist the one lead them, person one of them people yeah just going a little too far with everything that we doing like we want to be the main character but you ain't got to make, make me seem crazy You're like say Jack yeah. I'm gonna go ahead and kill this monster <laughs> all right brother slide me some skin man and like they don't know that's going not how we don't talk like that all the time hello uh so I put on Facebook the other day I said I wanted to know what everybody else felt like with the top black horror films. Mm-hmm. Number one, Jay Scott hit me with one. He, I think he was the first person to answer. And I was sitting there like, I have never heard of this film in my life. And I'm sure you, I already know you're going to be yeah, like, I, I ain't never heard of it. <laughs> so the film was J.D.'s Revenge. That's a scary movie? Yeah. And he was the second person to answer. He was never the second. So J.D.'s Revenge. Look it up while I'm going through the list. Look up and see what J.D. Because I looked it up on Google and I was like, never. I knew. I looked it up really quick just to see if I heard of it, but I never heard of it. But him and Carson were saying like, this is a classic black film. So if anybody out there has heard it and y'all listening to me, I'm so sorry that we don't know this. So it's 19 what? 1976. Okay, so we're in the black the black exploitation era. Seven. And it literally said, J.D.'s Revenge is a black black exploitation horror film released oh. in 1976. Well, boom, boom, bam. So then we get into Felicia and Nina were saying Candyman, Tales from the Hood. Okay. I'm going to hold yeah. them to because well, I'm going to get into it, okay? So okay. hold on to that Candyman, Tales from the Hood, okay? Them two different films. If any of my people out there listen, like, what? Is that a whole thing? No. So Lee says Candyman, point blank, period. Um... We see Bones. Uh, we see 12 Years a Slave. <laughs> wow. Okay. That was the case. 
uh Candyman, Candyman, um Deion says Tales from the Hood and Candyman. Latasha Lewis, uh, Tales from the Hood, Candyman. Another movie I've never heard of. The People Under the Stairs. Never heard of it. Never heard of it. Find out when that was that one's in because I was like, mm-hmm. um, Sugar Hill, Blade, and Us. And so one conversation that people were having back and forth, Rashad brought this up. Was like Blade. Uh, is that a horror? Is that considered a horror? No, it's action. Blade. I, I've heard people say that they believe Blade, <coughs> that he should be considered a um, superhero. Kinda. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But at the same time, I can see what Tasha's saying, because it's vampires. That's horror. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I get a little tricky, All right? Miss right. um, Peek said, us. Come on, Jordan Peele. You know I got to put us in there. Beloved. Beloved or beloved? Um, I would say when I had to write a paper on that when I was um at Emory University, they told me to say beloved. At Emory, because you was at an HBCU that would take say beloved. Beloved, mm-hmm. <laughs> beloved. I believe beloved is definitely a horror film. Um, beloved puts me in the field of Eve's Bayou too. Just um, yeah. Get out, tales from the hood, Candyman, Vampire in Brooklyn. So if we go with the Vampire in Brooklyn. Okay, we gotta I, give, gotta go with Blade. Blade is a horror movie. Mm-hmm. All right. And then last person, Moses said us. Okay. So, top black horror films. Let's let's get into this Tales from the Hood, Candyman. Have you seen either one of those films? First of all, seen it? Yes. Remember it? No. Again, it's a horror movie. It's a scary movie. So it it may have run across my eyes. <laughs> But I wasn't taking in nothing that was happening. She was like, oh, what? Well, Candyman. I remember some bees in his jacket. Some bees in his jacket? Yes. As in, like, yellow jacket, bumblebees. Yes. <laughs> and I remember a hook. And yeah. Yeah, but I'm not, I don't even want to, yeah. keep, anyway, you discuss it. <laughs> <clears throat> this ain't gonna creep you out, is it? No, it ain't gonna creep me out, it's just. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> Not the heebie Yeah, I don't even like how these thoughts in my head. Well, okay, so don't take them as, like I said, you gotta take them as you know it's fake. Basically, yeah, that's as an adult, fake. I do. All right, so Candyman originally was my number one until doing research for the podcast. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, so Candyman, being that it was a black man that was the villain or the killer, but it was more so like for revenge. I think is what pushes black people to be like, boy, that was a that was a horror movie for you. Um, I believe Candyman came out in the eighties. Possibly. I mean, I, I know I saw it a long time ago. Yeah, I, I think it's an eighties film. Um, eighties either late eighties, late eighties, early nineties. Ninety two. Ninety two. Okay. Ninety two. So we are at a point now where, to me, the nineties was just like that's just a good time as far as. Um, film and television, all those kind of things for African Americans, for Blacks. So we are definitely seeing us in, you know, we got Martin, we got Living Single, we got in Living Color, we wearing HBCU sweatshirts and our stuff, and then we got films and all that kind of stuff, right? Mm-hmm. But the thing about Candyman that I didn't realize until, like I say, this week, <laughs> Candyman, the origin of the story is that this man fell in love with a white woman. Mm -hmm. So therefore, when they got exposed, the town burned him at the stake. Like, they killed him. Because you, you know, cannot be with a white woman. That can't happen, right? Right. So, he takes revenge out. 
and he his spirit or whatever lives on and he continues to kill people right mm-hmm. here's the thing he keep killing people in the hood I don't, I don't think that's how I, I will want my my black villain to come back and be revenge to seek revenge when it was the white town people that killed you, not us. And I think that's what that's kind of what goes into what's the lady you're talking about? The professor, Probably blacks good. blacks in horror yes films yeah. where they the 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 black in the horror film is kind of twisted and manipulated into being a real ugly nasty person right but kind of with the wrong idea like you just said why are you seeking revenge on these people over here when they ain't even doing anything to you so you know like you said knowing the history behind this character why is that even set up like that yeah why is, it why, why, why is he getting revenge he should be on the other side of town yeah, there you go there you go <laughs> tap, up white folks. Tap that side of town over <laughs> like, there go get that do nothing people over you. there yeah that, that's exactly right and then in the end, the person, well, the person who even, uh, I guess, is the lead in this movie, like the villain in this movie, is Candyman, mm-hmm. um, who we also talked about in Lean on Me, uh, the uh, security guard. <laughs> but he is, um, I guess you can say, being in, oh gosh, there's a white woman who is uh, researching his his the, the legend of Candyman, right? right? And in the end, she ends up sacrificing herself to save the black baby that Candyman is trying to kill. So in the right. end of the movie, you see her getting burnt up in this big, you know, uh, bonfire, and she goes in to get the baby, and then she crawls out, and she reaches up to the to the mother and hands the baby to her, and in the meantime, her skin is burned, and da da da, and it goes back into this idea of like, wait, who is this movie for? Yeah, yeah, who? yeah, and yeah, that and that's the main question: who is the movie for? Yeah, what, it, what was the the point ultimate point right like i get like you just said the white woman saved the baby and she made herself the sacrifice y'all 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 but why what what, what did you do that for How you, it's almost it gives that idea of white savior it's the, it gives you the idea of the white savior like mm-hmm. we see in freedom riders and in uh you know the the movie with uh coolio against the paradise where the white teacher comes into the school and i'm gonna save Save everybody so she go into the hood Mm -hmm. and she finds out about candy man and she sacrifices her life Mm -hmm. for the good of the hood but in the end of the movie it's just interesting that all i'm just standing around her and kind of look at her and then walk away Mm -hmm, because i think i think i don't know if the if the writers or the directors meant that but it, it takes me back to it's a funny video, but it takes me to this. You remember that video that was out of a white woman and she had cornrows in her hair and she was in Africa dancing and all the black kids were standing around her just looking like, what you doing? And she thought she was dancing. Mm-hmm. She was, she had on like her little velour suit and she was getting it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then soon she walked off like, yeah, like you got served. All black people just like, mm-hmm. that ain't what we wanted you to do. Yeah. And I felt like the hood people looking at her like, that ain't what we want you to do. <laughs> your kid, man, don't bother us. What you come <laughs> we good over yeah, here. We good over here. We just, and, and we then, just don't say his name. That's yeah, just, you yeah, don't want that's to say his of, name. We don't say his that's name. That. So that's why we're good. You didn't have to come over here and do all that. That's but as the writer and director, producer, whatever, why not get somebody from the hood to sacrifice themselves mm. for the baby? Like, what was she saving the baby for? Why are you even over here? Why Why are you, what, what are your ties to this child? Mm-hmm. And how you knew who to give them to when you were coming out of the burning? Because uh, she, well, she already knew because she admit the mother. It's, it's a lot, baby. <clears throat> but the point is, it was like, oh, hmm, not sure if Candyman is my favorite anymore. However, mm-hmm. we want to talk about some. This, to me, this is the first Get Out Us uh, style. Not the first. 
but um the, the biggest this okay. is the biggest like here we go was tales from the hood okay tales from the hood literally embodies what we see on a daily and then put into a horror film right that's what made that like this film is the best one because it was it was almost i don't say it was almost real it yeah it was almost real aside from the what, what was the because i'm trying to remember tales from the hood anyway you had um my favorite now i'm saying the scene that traumatized me them dolls did you, did you know about that one? Mm, not really. So in Tales from the Hood, there's a part where they are, um, like they go back in time, like they're on a plantation, mm-hmm. and there are all of these little dolls that one of the slaves made that's mm-hmm. in the house, mm-hmm. and the dolls eventually um come to life and uh kill the people in the house. Hmm. Boy, let me tell you, you gotta think they came out in '95. I had dolls in my room then. Mm-mm. I was just about to say I need to go back and watch Tales from the Hood, but never mind. You know what? I'm good. Oh, jeez. I realized real quickly we're talking about horror movies here. No, I don't want to see it. No, you had, um, this is the different scenes of the story. You had Welcome to My Mortuary, where the three guys show up at the uh, mortuary and the black man is giving them, um, like, telling them tales. He's the person, the person over the mortuary is the one telling them all these stories. Okay. So, um, you got Road Cop Revelation. So, that's when... Uh, one of the cops did something, and uh, the cop got killed in the end of that one. Um, boys do get bruised. That one was like, woo, where there was a little boy who's, I, don't, I can't remember his dad or stepdad, but he was abusing him. And so the little boy ended up uh, creating a drawing of like a monster mm-hmm. that the boy was representation of the dad, and the boy put the dad face on it. So then one time when the dad came in trying to like cut up on mom and, and him one night, the boy like folded the paper in half and the man body broke in half. Mm. And like little boy realized like, oh, snap. So then mm. the boy like folded another piece of the paper. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it was like. Uh, it was a, a Taylor Hunt with literally a bunch of different stories in the, in the movie. Super realistic. Yeah. Super realistic. Like yeah. a cop beating up this, these, this black man or something like that. And then the black man dying and then coming back and seeking revenge on the cops. Mm. Like, mm-hmm, back. It's like what you would want Philando Castillo to do if he, he could come back. Right. Hello. So that's why I was like, yeah, Tales from the Hood is more of a line of where we are now yeah. to me in Black Horror, where it is more, is one of two things. It is literally realistic. And we put this horror, sprinkle Spin this horror on. through yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or it is genuinely like us, black characters. Right. My characters are the meat of the story. Because. Um, us is, is really about uh, a class system. Like, what happens when the bottom of the, you don't take care of the bottom of the um, people. Like, we're the low low socioeconomic people, and you just forget us and leave us down here in the dungeon while y'all up here living your married life. Mm-hmm. That's that's not about race, right? right? But we have characters where we really, it's a genuine black family. They're going on a trip. It ain't just you the token sacrifice or you the magical black character, right? right? But then on Get Out, it's like, this seems real. Yes. <laughs> This yes, seems yes, yes. really real. Like we've Absolutely. been saying, people in the sunken place now for real. Like she in the sunken place. Mm-hmm. That's a real term that we use now for several different people. Mm-hmm. One in which Kanye West oh. been in the sunken place for years. Hey, hey. Whole thing. I had a discussion, not a discussion, but um, it was a black athlete who basically said like, I don't have to go to HBCU. Um, basically, like y'all ain't gonna tell me to go to HBCU. I, I'm, I'm a, I would do better going to a PWI. 
And so I made the comment, uh, he is really in a sunken place. And and the little boy commented back to me. He was like, Man, I be in the hood every day. I ain't in no sunken place. And I was like, Oh <laughs> Wow. This this the fact that you equated being in the sunken place, place to being, being in the hood. In a physical place. This is why you need to go to Howard. <laughs> this is exactly why you need to go, because you don't even know that you don't that's not physically, man. Exactly. I remember you telling me about that though. I, I remember you telling me about that. that was, <laughs> yeah. Poor fella. I know. I know. <laughs> Now, what I would like for us to be able to do this weekend, though, um, if you would like spend some time with me, and if it gets too much, then we can stop. But I would like for you to look at some episodes. Too much. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> some episodes of what? Lovecraft Country. All right. Um, in particular, because Lovecraft Country, I think for for people has become a series of of films like Jordan Peele's Get Out. It's it's like if I you know how you sat in the movies and you you for an hour and a half or two hours took took in that. Well, imagine being able to do an hour of that every week, and 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 it gets and it's more and more detailed than you really understand. Yes, that's that's what I think makes it where it's like wait, they were referencing this. Or this this was to this I didn't you know it's, it it really makes you go back and historically look at things yeah especially when it get pointed out to you because and and that's why I don't have a problem with wa- going back watching uh Lovecraft Country because I've read so many different things about it um and so many things were revealed about you know different scenes that I did actually see um and I'm not going to talk about them on the podcast because you need to go watch it yourself um but mm-hmm. once once you know the background of it or how it relates to Real things that happen, like you know, it, uh, in uh, what is it, current events or whatever, or mm-hmm. uh, events from in in the past. When once you know how it relates, it makes it even more interesting. Like, oh, that was in reference to that, or that that was because of that, and 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 then it makes it more interesting to to, to watch. So I will, I will take my chances and and watch a little bit of Lovecraft Country. Oh, right, Brian, you hit. And then the other part too is it's not as as gory as I thought it was. Like, in the mm-hmm. previews, they showed a couple of things, but then I come to realize, again, through reading other posts and reading about the, the show, um, that ain't what it is about anyway. Mm-hmm. It's not really about that. It's almost like Tales from the Hood. It's almost yeah. like Tales from the Hood. Mm-hmm. Um, but these these stories that get told or these events that happen with these different characters all tie in together. Mm-hmm. But it's slick like Tales from the Hood. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's, you know it, it's like, um, <clears throat> I think the thing that really ha- has captured people is the podcast that comes on right after mm-hmm. it's aired. Yeah. Um, because it's almost like Walking Dead, how we used to watch Walking Dead and then watch Talking the, Dead would yeah, be right after. Right, right after because yeah. right it, it helps you process what yeah. was going on. And when you can see, especially, hey, if anybody that watched Walking Dead, you know when Glenn died. Lord Jesus. Melvin almost burnt his shirt, and I ain't gonna forget it. Remember, you were ironing, and you just stopped like, they just killed Glenn. I said, I told you, you get caught up in this. But then to see the talking dead and see they go, Glenn, he alive, because his name not really Glenn. He, that's not who that is. And he don't really have a country accent. He's from a whole nother country. That's Rick. Oh. Oh, Glenn. Glenn, the Glenn, Asian guy. The Asian guy. They when cut they, his head off. I thought they beat his head. Oh, yeah, they bashed his head in with yeah. the thing. Yeah. Mm, they cut Abraham. What, Bercil? Mercil? Lucille? What's the name of the bat? Oh, yeah, what's the name of the bat? Lucille. 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 Mm-hmm. 
Just sad. They had to have a whole funeral for Glenn. They had a, a repast, I think, Jesus. But anyway, having that time to process what we just saw makes it uh better mm-hmm. even on the podcast they say if you need a show to watch after this hey like go watch like you said big bang theory go watch something else after this if you need to kind of calm down but it's yeah, good to have I, I, I got I, that's why i can't watch certain shows at a certain time because i need time to watch to watch and calm, and calm down, down. yes absolutely you need time to watch calm like get my get my spirits back happy before i go to sleep because mm-hmm. i ain't got time to wake up in the middle of the night i tell you they're thinking these monsters taking chasing you but we'll get a little we'll have a little time on the next episode because we are going to um talk about how you can tie activities into your extracurricular things that are horror related but they outside of the box it's not your average like we did a festival at the school and then i hate them things like, that's so boring Don't and then that, the other thing too i want to say that to educators look up different uh, whatever lesson you're working on look up different lessons and see how or if there's um some 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 things that's already tied into, you know the the October season, the Halloween season, the fall season, the horror whatever season. Um, cause some sometimes teachers already had that stuff created. All you gotta do is mimic it in your classroom. Yes, yes. Cause you think don't about reinvent the wheel for for there's a there's a way that these things go in the classroom, and there's a way that these things can go outside of the classroom. You know what I'm saying? So for us, it could have been. Uh, just doing watch night parties for Lovecraft Country. Yeah. Like, watch them. And then afterwards, you know, do a Zoom call with all of the students to discuss it. Or do a drive. Uh, matter of fact, HBO did a drive-in for the season finale. Mm-hmm. So, like, at a school, why don't y'all do a drive-in and watch it? Do a drive-in and watch, like, uh, Tales from the Hood and have a discussion afterwards. Mm-hmm. Uh, call in Dr. Dude to come in and do a, uh, a, a discussion or ask her, like, to, to create a panel on black horror films and all that kind of stuff. It's 18 million ways you can go with it it yep. really is and, and, and like you said earlier it it seems it seems easier for you know your history classes or your language arts classes and stuff like that but it definitely can happen still in you know your science class your math class whatever class you might you might teach whatever whatever class you might teach um it it can work it can work you gotta do your yeah. research just gotta do your research. Yeah. well and and uh, maybe one day um for the next episode too, we'll post on facebook like pictures of you with the zombie Overnight. Yes, or not. Get, no, cool. that was that yeah, was. It was cool, but I'm. It's cool. Why you don't want everybody to see you dressed up? That was the scariest thing ever. Don't we? Like the kids was, had you come downstairs because I saw you. Huh? It, it was going with the times. It was. I don't know. Uh, the Walking Dead was out. And it was perfect. The lesson that we were doing, it went with it. It was a zombie lesson. But I think that you got to give teachers the space to really like craft out those kind of things. Yeah. I, I and and I'm saying it because I can see where. If a department really went in for like a week on something like that and really had time to do it and have fun with it, oh, mm-hmm. not to mention something. Never mind. Let me. Not to mention what? Sometimes we got we we cannot do subject area stuff. Especially sometimes. this year because we don't have uh like in the course tests. Well, we still got them, but I think our our state said they only well, gonna count at point zero percent. So yeah. and it's like next to nothing. So. If we don't get to a certain thing this year, oh well. <laughs> yeah, I think, so. but I think oh because well. some things are the the state and the and the government pushing different agendas versus like let's genuinely just enjoy school, yeah, and create some like dope lessons, mm-hmm. yeah. All right, so we're gonna get out of here because I is hungry. Absolutely, 
Got to go. Got to continue with our day. Right. So and make sure you continue with your day. And have a great day. <laughs> make sure y'all subscribe to the podcast at Spotify, iHeartRadio. You can listen to it on Google Talk. And most importantly, most importantly, share this with somebody. Share it with somebody. Like that's so simple. It don't cost nothing. You sharing everything else. You spilling all the tea in the town. So spill this tea too, honey. Spill it. Come on. Spill it, girl. Um, spill also, it. rate us. Give us ratings. Um, also, uh, follow us on Twitter at Dr. Sharon Dukes, Dog Team Educator and two dukes up and <laughs> instagram that's the other one after school talk on instagram peace